All right. <laughs> Did you see that C was filmed in Vancouver? Did you see that C? The Apple TV Plus show launching. Did you see month? that the Apple TV C show was Apple filmed? TV C show? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to rhyme this now. <laughs> <laughs> How's that going for you? Not very well. Um, yeah, the C show is filmed in Vancouver. Was that mm. what you were trying to say? <laughs> That's what I said. Yep. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Isn't everything filmed in Vancouver? Isn't yeah. that what you tried to convince me while I was there? Everything that, is oh, filmed in Vancouver. This alleyway was from this movie and this one was from that yeah. one. <laughs> they filmed this right here. Yeah. Mm, I remember a lot of that. And so is C. Um, but I, I didn't plan to watch Is it C. really in Vancouver though or is it in the BC Vancouver area? and BC. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to watch this show. It seems a bit... Uh, Gory? Yeah, really not not my cup of tea. Yeah, I don't want to see it either. I don't want to watch it either. But maybe we have to at least see a little bit of it. Just I mean, because, I don't know. It's to be BC think, mountains and yeah. forests. I, I mean, this seems like a weird day. thing, but sometimes I'm just happy to see that something was filmed here. I'm like, oh, I know where that is. Yeah. They are pretending to be in, seven, um, in Seattle, but it's actually here. I don't know, for some reason this, this makes me very excited. Mm. <laughs> you're, you're the same. Why are you judging me? No. So, so how is this working at the moment? Because it seems like is are there premieres and stuff happening for these TV shows? Because mm-hmm. it seems like people have seen them, that's but right. they're not launching till next week. Yeah. So is that right. sort of work? like is it like a premiere in like the Hollywood sense when they show it? Yeah, to like, like they do people? screenings okay. and have like the actors walk over carpet, carpet, and I don't know, take <laughs> don't pictures, think, and then they watch an the, episode, and then they're like, "Whoa, the that was really cool." Event, but. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's what's happening. Okay. Uh, so, what are people saying about those shows? Have you guys? Do you no know? idea? No idea. No. I heard that some things have been like changed because of creative differences. People have left. People have been frustrated. Apparently. I mean, always happens. Yeah. That's not an indication of anything. I think Apple is probably not used to doing things in the Hollywood way, and I can uh, imagine they have that so many Hollywood people. Though, I mean, it's not like they're they're like, hey, Craig. You you're heading yeah, the, that's true. the TV team now. That's true. It's like, all right, I don't know how do we do this. Yeah. What language do we program TV shows <laughs> in? They just hired a whole bunch of Hollywood people, and now they're making TV shows that seem to shape up into pretty decent TV shows. Yeah. So, are you guys gonna watch any of the shows? Is there anything that you're excited about? <laughs> I feel like uh, is... I might give something a go. I don't okay. know what. I don't actually really know what the shows are yet. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'm also quickly Googling Apple TV Plus launch lineup. Uh, so, I'm sure I can find something that's entertaining. <laughs> but are we supposed to get this for free because we bought new iPhones this year? I feel like that's... Yes. Uh, how is, do, do you, does anyone know how this is working? No. No? I, I assume... I've heard suspicions that opening the Apple TV app on your phone on November 1st will grant you access magically. That seems... But that could okay. be totally wrong. But that seems It like, seems like a fair yeah. prediction. Yeah, that seems um, like the right yeah, way to do it. Yeah, reasonable. Yeah. And mm. I, I assume you probably also need... I don't know. Will you need iOS uh, 13.2? Probably, right? Well... Uh, yeah, that maybe would not, make sense. When uh, is that supposed to be launched? I don't know. I would expect 13.2 to come yeah. out next week, right? Yeah, good. Oh, good okay. Idea. Well, I guess if it does, sure. Hmm. Yeah, it could come, could come out like the 28th, 29th, something like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Mm. Well, we yeah. have a lot of things to do on the weekend of uh, next week then. 
I don't know. Watching all the shows. Um, so based on Apple TV, uh, Apple's Apple TV Plus page, mm-hmm. uh, the show they're featuring is the Morning Show, which I will definitely have yeah, a look at. I definitely think I uh, I want to see it, and I have a feeling I will like it. Yeah, I like Steve Carell. Mm. Thinks he's doing. Then C, which seems to be too gory and and bloody for me. Yeah, I don't really want to watch it. Dickerson. If the rules aren't fair, don't break them. Don't know what that could no, mean. No, if the rules aren't fair, break them. <laughs> oh, break them. <laughs> Your show would be a lot more boring. <laughs> mm, <laughs> everyone right, just yes. being treated miserably and everyone being uh, fine with it. <laughs> right. Yes, I just can't read. It's great. <laughs> but I think I would like this show, uh, Dickinson. I think that's something I actually want to watch. Okay. Uh, for All man- uh, Mankind. Uh, for for All ma- Mankind. Uh, that's People something. Kind. Yeah. That's something I'm definitely excited about. Space race. Because... In- Anything space, uh, I'm up for that. Is this an alternative universe and they don't actually make it or are they supposed to make it? No, no, this is where the Russians made it to yeah. the first and then the space race continued. See, I really liked it. It's a great combination of the space race and also some alternative universes. Mm. I think that seems really promising. Yeah. And they already renewed for a second season. Okay. Um, I think the uh, creators said they have six or seven seasons already planned. Okay. Mm. Really? Mm. So that might be interesting. That's a lot of seasons. I'm not sure if you should drag it out that much. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a lot. Then Snoopy in Space. I don't know if that's the kind of space show I'm up for. <laughs> but I think For Wait. All Mankind is more my cup of tea. Which page are you looking at? Because I get other shows. You, you skipped some? No. Oh, because I also have The Elephant Queen. That's the next one for me. Oh, weird. Your order is different. Well, mine is... Uh, are you on a Canadian website or yeah. US? Canadian. Well, I don't know. Maybe they shuffle I'm them. I'm the same order as Kai. Really? I'm the Australian. So after yeah. For All Mankind, I have The Elephant Queen. Then I have uh, Helpsters. Yep. And then Ghost Rider. Yep. You have that too? Yep. But as I said, I also... No, they're after Snoopy for me. Hmm. Yeah, they're oh. also after Snoopy for me. Interesting. So you're just missing Snoopy for whatever reason. Hmm. Anyways, I don't think I will watch the Snoopy show. I'm sorry. <laughs> they know. <laughs> yeah. See, it's uh, perfectly curated already for you. You're not even <laughs> signed in. Mm. Yeah, so I think that's the ones that I'm interested in. The other ones, I don't know. Maybe if if they're amazing, but at least doesn't appeal to me initially. Some of them don't even have um, trailers. Yeah, trailer coming soon. I kind of wonder what this means at the bottom of the page. New Apple Originals every month. Like, does that mean an, an entirely new mm-hmm. show every month? Does that mean new episodes every month? Who knows? Do, well, we, act- do we know? Do they know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> like, it's a big commitment, you know, mm. to promise new content every month is is not easy. Well, and we are promising be- new content every month. We, we, we in do, fact, do we promising promise? yeah, but you're content not, every every week. Yeah, but you're not promising But also, we're not taking people's money. Week. Like, if we magically stopped, it wouldn't be the end of the world. We don't have a contract to give people stuff. Seems dumb on our side. We do four <laughs> times as many releases, and we're not getting any money. <laughs> sure. Maybe that's the problem we need to address here. It's the way we here. set it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Anyways, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I feel like there are some good shows, but at the same time, I also feel like I would be as excited about those shows if they were on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I yeah. wonder what will make. It feels a little bit like I don't really. I, I don't feel like I'm super excited about those shows being published by Apple in particular. How do you guys feel? I mean, who cares, right? Exactly. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but what? what uh, it's. I feel like it's hard to make customers sticky unless you have good content. So I think it's very important that those things are like 
good for for people to see and i think man you should work in in apple strategy i know i know just keep on creating good hey, content <laughs> our goal is uh, this time we're trying to make good stuff yeah you hear i i, I thought about that in the shower i'm if gonna make good i'm stuff, gonna write it down like here it. on the whiteboard so yeah. that everyone everyone knows yeah. no but maybe that's why they did say that they will renew shows like for all mankind for so long um because that will make people stick with it a bit more. I, I don't, don't know. I don't, think I don't know. No, I don't think that's related. I think they just had to renew it because at some point you mm. have to lock in all the all the actors, all the writers, all the creators. Uh, you can't just say, oh, let's see for another few months if yeah. people like it and then decide. At some point you kind of have to decide uh, to, to sign all of them because otherwise, I mean, they can't just all wait around and wait and see what apple's doing right yeah how long do you let people wait because if that's a show that launches on day one they probably uh wrapped last year sometime Mm, mm -hmm. or or earlier who knows right when they started with this um can have all those people just waiting for for people to decide whether they like it or not and apple i've heard apple has some money so they have a budget of of uh, (laughs) uh renewing something that they like because apple has seen all of those shows, right? So they would know what they mm. think is is something they want to renew. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how the same as other TV networks work. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense. Hmm. But I mean, if you launch something, you probably have more shows filmed earlier, right? Like in yeah. in an existing TV network has some incentive of releasing a show or like scheduling shows so that they fit fit into your like upcoming slots. Mm-hmm. Well, for Apple launching a new service they have to film a whole bunch of things and they have to have a whole bunch of things being ready for a while and not releasing them because they need to get all those other uh, aspects done uh, at the same time right they need to get Mm. software done they gotta get all their products out they want to get out they gotta get all the shows they want to launch without or ready they you know there's so many more parts that all have to align if you launch a new service rather than if you're just planning your schedule for year 10 you know netflix Mm. netflix can release things whenever they want apple needs to wait for november 1st but netflix can also decide hey let's release one one episode of one show tomorrow if apple would launch apple tv plus tomorrow with one episode of one show that would be uh uh probably quite a failure i know i know so So what do you think they will do do you think they will release um all at once like all the all the episodes at once sort of like netflix did in the beginning or do you think they will i think release will do them week both, by week right? or month by month some shows will have like dropping all of them and others will be weekly or okay. something i mean i feel like that's a way of keeping up the promise of releasing every month if you if you hold some episodes back uh, i think apple has invested a lot enough Mm. Uh, into that service that they would actually have completely new shows yeah, maybe. ready every month for for quite some time. Mm. Yeah, I think it will be exciting, but mm. I also enjoy TV shows or the I stories hope, of TV shows. Mm. I just hope Apple's encoding is better than Netflix's encoding because that is, I don't know, it feels like it's getting worse. On Netflix? Yeah. Mm. Like Amazon... Uh, um, Amazon has pretty decent encoding for their TV shows. I mean, do way- you, as as a as an end user of Amazon's um, apps, do you have more control over what encoding no, no, no. you want to choose? Just, they're they're peaking at a higher bit rate okay. than Netflix because Netflix does a lot of uh, smart stuff, but sometimes that's not really in their in the uh, picture quality's best uh, interest. 
uh, or or kind of it just misses what they're trying to achieve, and that makes it a bit awkward. Well, Amazon just has a higher bit rate, and therefore the quality is having fewer missteps. But overall, you need a you need a bigger line to to get those extra bits through it, or have to wait more for when buffering. you have three users. I think you can afford the extra bandwidth <laughs> oh, in ouch. Amazon's case. <laughs> <laughs> also, Amazon has quite the uh, network infrastructure, which probably helps with this kind of thing. Amazon has services? Never heard of it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> no, I, I agree. They might actually have more infrastructure than Netflix, because Netflix sort of had to start from the beginning, whereas Amazon had everything prepared. Mm. In other random news, Apple's building airports again. See, is this actually a thing? So I just came across this headline and I skimmed through it because I felt like... There's no way Apple is building airports, right? Do you mean air? When when you're saying this, you mean physical airports? Just to be clear, <laughs> uh, it was a joke. I realized it's a joke, mm, but, but is this real? They they partner with United Airlines with, to yeah, upgrade the yeah. uh, SFO terminal because Apple is one of the largest users mm-hmm. of the SFO airport. So this is purely for the use for Apple's uh, Apple employees to be able to easier. Go back and forth from San Francisco? I don't think so. I think for it's, commo- for they have a vested interest in yeah. keeping things nice for uh, high-end customers. That's right. At, okay. uh, so, it's not, so it's not for sh- for the sake of shipping products. It's actually for for people to be transported. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, like for, what, what do you call that? It's, it's now executives need terminal. nice terminals at FSO. Okay. Yeah. SFO. SFO. Mm. Yeah. Because Apple spends like $150 million with United um, hmm. on on planes because they do fly to Hong Kong and Shanghai and a whole bunch of other destinations uh, in <laughs> mostly in Asia a lot. Um, and I mean, now probably also more like because the Intel acquisition, you know, how they bought Intel's mm-hmm. um, modem, like modem, uh, like the 3G, LTE, probably 5G mm. mobile device modems. Um, that is actually a team in Munich. In Munich? Yeah. Oh. So, and I think part of the agreement is that they will all, or at least a large part of them, will stay in Munich. So I assume there will be more traveling in that direction as well. But either way, uh, I, I just thought it was fun in that Apple is no longer selling airport extremes, but <laughs> building real airports. Hilarious. I know, right? <laughs> no, but it's kind of... I mean, like, it makes sense. I mean, yeah. Anyway. All right. They want News are boring. Moving have on. Nice flying experiences. Um, <laughs> news are boring. So what are we let's talking talk, about now? Talk a bit more about other news. Yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> Google Good news. Segue. Google stuff. Oh. Yeah, I know. So who have you watched the Google event? I didn't watch the Google event, but I read the recap of the Google event, oh. and I watched a lot of Pixel Four videos. Um, yeah, mm. yeah. So I think I'm prepared, and I'm excited about Stadia. <laughs> yeah, that's. Um, do you want to talk about Stadia then? No, let's start talking about Google. <laughs> Zach, you, you really don't care. Wait, do did, wait, did they talk about Stadia at the event? They gave mm-hmm. a release date. Oh, okay, nice. Mm. When's that? Uh, November nineteenth. Okay. Yeah. And it won't be in, available in Australia. I'm no, guessing. of course. Not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Didn't think so, but it's a yeah. service that requires bandwidth. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, no, they're launching in fourteen countries, uh, but Australia is not one of them. Australia, of course. Um, I, I, realistically, I also can't see them 
Like, it's probably not in the second phase either. I mean, Australia is notoriously bad for network connectivity and, and yeah. bandwidth and access for people to the internet. I mean, 5G, I think Australia is probably getting to 5G earlier than some of the other countries. So you can play... Well, yeah, our, our mobile networks are exceptional. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So the best in the world. But, but our, for gaming, our 4G is, is just not, not feasible, oh, no, right? No, because no. latency is incredibly important for this kind of thing. Um, so if we get to a point, like in a few years, right, realistically, like next year, probably the iPhone will get 5G and then more and more carriers will have uh, 5G. So that's maybe a point in time when it bec the Australian market becomes interesting for Google. Well, so you for think kind they of would service. stream something, they would play, you would be able to play Stadia over 5G? Yeah, because then that fixes all the issues that you would have, right? Latency is way lower, bandwidth, mm -hmm. I mean, you can you can get to like three, four, five hundred megabit on on 5G. But I feel like the type of data plans you would need for that are pretty, would be pretty costly. But though. that's the thing, 5G just utilizes your your um, uh, capacity of, of those kind of, you have way more uh, nodes in, in cities, right? Mm -hmm. So you're, you're just spreading your... Uh, yeah, you're spreading the load. Yeah, and you're utilizing it. Uh, you have better utilization of your of your hardware. Okay. So it's it's. I I I mean, I would not be surprised if we see a lot more unlimited plans with five G. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. So I think that's maybe when that's coming. But also, mm. Google really, really, really seems to struggle with the Stadia rollout. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's it's pretty butchered. <laughs> I Do you think this is there. because Google is not used to shipping physical products, and many of the early purchases of of Stadia would have um, to get all of the controllers shipped out? If if Apple would launch a product the way Google does, <laughs> at least with Stadia, uh, the world would be on fire. <laughs> so, um, mostly for for Zach, because I think you're not that uh, engaged Thank in you, Stadia's rollout. <laughs> mm. uh, so what's mm -hmm. happening is, or what happened is, um, a while ago was somewhere in, I don't know, September-ish? Let's, let's go with that. Uh, earlier this year, um, um, Stadia, the Founders Edition, became available. Um, and they sold it for like 160 bucks, saying, hey, this is the Founder Edition for like... Uh, to get kind of access super early and you get like a limited edition Was controller. that meant to be like early access? I mean, it's, it's called Founders Edition, right? Yeah. Which kind of implies you get it early. Yeah. Um, then, um, then they announced the release date and people kept ordering those Founders Editions, uh, expecting to get their Founders Edition on founding like on launch mm, day, on the right? Date when they um, then Google announced, "All right, we're sold out of the Founders Edition." Everyone's like, "Hey, I'm so happy that I got the, my Founders Edition before it was sold out." Then Google started selling the Premier Edition, which is essentially the same thing with a different colored controller and a few things like features of the Founders Edition. That yeah, but I think the missing. most significant difference is that people expected the Founders Edition to be available earlier for people who pre-ordered yeah. it while it was still available and the next step would be shipping a little bit later, right? Yeah. And then then there was... Then that's kind of where the mixed messaging started uh, happening. Like some people seeing in their order status that their founders edition will not ship until December and uh, then people asking on forums and Google's or Stadia's Twitter account giving like different responses saying, hey, everyone 
we can't wait for all of our founders to start playing on November 19th, but then people saying, but mine is supposed to ship on December. But realistically, it's also a cloud service, right? So you could, in theory, say on the 19th, everyone gets their code so they can access it yeah, through yeah, their computers the, or whatever hardware need, they already have. You don't need official Stadia control or anything, or no. even a Chromecast. You could just play on your on your computer. Yeah. Mm. Um, but apparently, that's not what's happening. So there, Google is... Now uh, released another uh, announcement saying that they will send the codes out as they ship the hardware. So as soon as your controller ships, they also send you a code. Um, it looks like is the this code digital, or is it like yeah, that's going okay. to be an email. Okay, okay. Um, and they will send them all out in the in the order that they were received. Like if if you ordered like the second after the announcement or the order page went online, you'll get the first shipment. Um, and that also means that a whole bunch of people who ordered during the pre-order phase will not actually get it on day one, despite not being sold out, which is a bit weird too. Um, but even the earliest orders, it seems like Google is actually shipping it on the 19th, mm -hmm. not like they're not uh, but the codes, expecting delivery on the 19th. But once the, once they're shipped to people who ordered yeah. like on day one, they would also get the code. Yeah, yeah. but okay. it's still a bit weird, right? To say we're launching on the 19th, but then you don't make sure that your pre-order shipments arrive on the 19th, but they're shipping it on the 19th. Yeah, I mean... like yeah. Imagine if Apple would do that. Yeah. Say, we're releasing it on, on, on the 19th, but that's when they're shipping it and people get it on like uh, the week after or two or, you know. That's true, especially since it's just a controller. I think that's something people could sit around and have for a while mm. and then they open up the service. It's the same as like Apple TV Plus is going to be available on the 1st of November. And if people have Apple TVs now, they can keep on using their Apple TV and then just activate the server service. Yeah. So they could have done something like that. Ship everything out early. And then once it's ready, server-side, you can open it up. Mm. But I wonder if there might have been some logistical issues. But considering that they seem to have had a set amount of founders packs, I would think they would be quite certain about how many controllers to yeah, prepare. Overall, this is... Like the messaging was really strange because a lot. I mean, for me personally, I don't, I don't like. I get it when I get it. I'm okay. Mm. Um, but a lot of people have been quite upset because the messaging was so confusing. Mm. I mean, not being able to ship everything or people like that happens with an iPhone launch too, right? You pre-order, you're not getting it on day one. That's yeah. totally fine. But at least Apple gives you an ETA as you order. And I think that's kind yeah, of yeah, exactly. You part. see, sort of the ETA getting higher and higher. And I think if I would be a person interested in ordering Stadia and have it on the first day, I would monitor that. So if they, if I, if I'm able to see what day it's actually going to be shipped or actually going to be sent, like be available for me, I would probably have hurried up and placed in my order. Yeah. But I think with that messaging, I assumed that everyone would get it on the same day, no matter how early you order. Yeah, because that's, as that's long totally as you get it in for the founder's edition, mm. then you get the founder's edition the same that's day. That's also what the wrong. ordering page said. Like oh. it said, oh, like okay. ships in November, and you're like, okay, cool. Um, mm. So that was that was super weird. Um, and now some people, I saw on Reddit, some people saying, hey, I, I took the 19th off because I was so excited, and now my Stadia thing is shipping in early December. What's happening? <laughs> uh, so that was that was interesting. Um, I I mean, 
I'm not saying launching products is easy, but the messaging should have been clearer. And it's something that was quite obvious, right? People, if you get people that pre-order a Founders Edition, they're probably the people who care about the most to get it early. Otherwise, you know, if you pre-order a Founders Edition, that by definition means you care more than most Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. getting it early. So I, I don't understand what's what's been going on there maybe it was something where where they were themselves not sure when they would actually be able to ship you know might, maybe they they started taking pre-orders and they weren't sure if they will launch this product this year or next year and therefore they didn't but want they to said uh, did they say originally that it would be didn't they say it would be available this year at least they said this that they're aiming for this year yeah but i mean december would be this year you know yeah yeah so maybe they just didn't know um their release date because, I mean, there are a lot of server components that have to kind of all fall in place and games and, and like third-party uh, studios that make games for your uh, service, right? So maybe they didn't know their launch date when they started taking pre-orders mm. and that's why they couldn't show it. Then they ha- when they made sure they had their pre uh, their uh, release date set, then they had to take inventory and see, all right, how do we actually ship those and when will people get them? And now they got their system ready ready for all of that i don't know what's been going on but either way um however much we're complaining about apple launches uh it's it's pretty smooth compared to some of the other ones yeah yeah so we don't getting ours on uh december 2nd well let's see if it's actually that accurate that's oh, so you've ordered one yeah, yeah. yes delivered okay. by uh december 2nd which probably means we'll i don't know what they're i, I think they're shipping it from from the other side of the country from toronto so that's probably means uh realistically i don't know what they're expecting like how long the shipment takes but maybe like the week after release that that they're Mm. shipping hours i don't know we'll Mm. see nice Nice. Mm. yeah we'll be we'll be good i'm looking forward to it um Mm. uh, yeah i think we we don't need to talk too much about it until we actually try it out but i'm pretty excited i think it will be a pretty cool service and uh, Especially for me with a computer that is mediocre at ga- at best at gaming, uh, <laughs> I think I think it's gonna be good. Mm. Uh, it's also just interesting technology, and it's a good use case of a super fast network connection. Yeah, to to do something that kind of in general those kind of things internet really enables that you can't do otherwise, right? You wouldn't be able to play something at that kind of graphical fidelity with that many frames at that resolution yeah exactly like, that's what i mean with my specific and like, there are also I'm, a lot of interesting aspects to that right it's it's also an interesting use of uh resources in the world because rather than you buying a machine that you only use in one yes. percent of your yeah. uh use of that like if i would have bought the uh completely spec'd out imac to play games for 99 percent of all use of that machine i wouldn't use the extra hardware that I bought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Stadia has the benefit as soon as you end your game, someone else can use the resources yeah. that you're no longer occupying. It's a bit and like car sharing. <laughs> yeah, mm. but it's also just inherently Google's data centers are all running on 100% renewable energy, right? Most. Oh, are they? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, like a lot of people's homes and home electricity usage wouldn't be that, and. Obviously, Google's data centers are kind of optimized for, for cooling and, and all, all of those kind of things. So it's also an interesting way of, of actually uh, 
you know, rather than yeah. having that energy consumption happening in a place that it's yeah, yeah. Where, where that energy is uh, potentially coming from other sources. That's kind of interesting to, to yeah. have have that happening in data centers that run on renewable energy optimized for exactly that mm -hmm. rather than our tiny metal boxes that we have in our homes to to do that kind of thing and obviously things like if if you're you don't have to worry about upgrading your hardware and uh, I know. Not, yeah. never selling it like google can utilize hardware that they move in and out of their data centers in different ways mm. so that's kind of interesting mm. Nothing will be exciting. Um, so yeah, that was everything that was talked about that made by Google. <laughs> everything was about Stadia. Yeah, mm. uh, not quite, not quite. Uh, they also uh, announced AirPods. No, they announced AirPods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did announce. I wish they announced AirPods. <laughs> Why? No, I wish real AirPods were announced, <laughs> not Google AirPods. <laughs> What do they call it? Pixel buds. Yeah. But they look exactly like uh, Apple's AirPods. Oh, I thought they were significantly different. I mean, the entire concept of what it is is very much AirPods. Like, you oh, know, yeah. how many, how many? I mean, the AirPod, the the case itself look very similar to it, but the like the AirPods look very very different. You sort of had those huge buttons sticking out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not huge. No? That's that's Microsoft's. They have these huge buttons. Oh, okay. Um, the pixel buds, but I, I'm just saying that the entire concept of like a small white box that contains your headphones, yeah. the box being the battery and your kind of pairing device and like that entire mm -hmm. idea was definitely Apple starting with that uh, to a large extent. Um, and now everyone's look like that. Um, are these noise canceling? Um, I mean, they're, I think they're passive noise canceling. So they have, uh, like rubber okay. tips. Yeah. Cause they got like rubber tips. Yeah. But Yeah. But there's kind of some kind yeah. of vent in there too, so they shouldn't have this kind of plugging your ear feeling okay. because there's actually air that can go through, so you're not punching rubber tips with air into your ears, which <laughs> I usually find super uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So maybe this yeah. is actually a good uh, combination of having some some cancelling of uh, noise. Um, I see that they're back at it again with their how do you say interesting product color <laughs> names oh so orange yep. clearly white Always. quite mint yeah and almost black <laughs> yeah i i actually quite like it, it it's a bit cheesy but yeah i think it's a bit of fun it's, mm. it's a very google thing <laughs> yeah i yeah. don't dislike it i mean no. it's hard as a consumer going into a store saying hey i want uh, yeah um what was it definitely also white. orange phone also orange phone mm, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a bit cringy. but at the same time Would I don't think regular consumers would go into the Apple store and say, "Hey, I want the space black iPhone." They would just say, the "Right, black yeah." No, I don't know if anyone would call it space gray. Or, in, yeah. Oh, so, in sorry. Even though, look, I said it wrong. It's space mm. gray, not space black. But <laughs> yeah, people would just refer to to the iPhone as the black phone. I think. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, but also interesting. The Pixel Buds seem to not be done yet, uh, so they're not coming out until um, spring 2020. But also. During the hands-on area, they didn't actually have any um, working prototypes even. Oh, really? Like they had device verifi uh, design verification um, or like design complete models there that you could put in your ears and feel and touch, but they wouldn't play any audio hmm. or turn on. So that's uh, interesting. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Sounds like another um, air power situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they're actually coming in spring. 
but definitely a lot of things um pronouncing things always always uh, a tricky thing to do see i feel like you're just putting us it's just gonna snowball from there if you pre-announce things this year then next year you don't have anything to announce you have to pre-announce them again i don't know feels like feels feels stressful i wouldn't really want to do that yeah and i mean yeah in general in general whenever you can i mean you can kind of argue for Google trying to, you know, that makes the purchase of their phone, which was probably the main thing during that event. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's yeah, no, they're true. not cannibalizing any of the other sales. Mm. So announcing that early means people might feel more inclined to go with the, uh, the I don't Pixel know. 4 over like an iPhone Do you think like many people would go with the iPhone because they want to have their headphones? I think, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, a lot of people big... really like the AirPods. Okay. Like, I see, I see like incredible amount of airpods on the street like just people wearing them yeah i assume they're not just laying yeah. around the street. it's in vancouver where airpods on the streets and palm trees on every corner yeah um hey they are surprisingly popular in sydney too i will have you know mm. <laughs> they're everywhere <laughs> yeah but they're, they're they're really everywhere i think that is really oh, no, they are they absolutely are uh, an incredibly popular and it's almost like you see like uh famous people sitting in like sports games and they're wearing their AirPods. It's, See, I've it's seen really that too. like a, almost a status uh, symbol. I feel like slide. I'm going to complain here. Okay. Uh, what's up with people just keeping on wearing he- headphones in like social situations? So, Shouldn't they so talk if, to each okay. other or hear what's going I on? I completely, I agree that it's rude, but I feel like it's also the dream to have like that <laughs> kind of any, no, no, to have like that anything that is just there that you don't even think about that like, you know, eventually you get to the point where they're small enough and compact enough that they're just kind of there. And there's, you know, combined with something like, uh, hey Siri, they're, they're there. They're always, um, they're always listening. You can use them if you need. You're not listening to things, but they're just kind of like, there's an extension of you. It's it's a little bit weird. And I get that in today's day and age, it is still quite rude to, to keep AirPods or any headphones in for that matter in social situations. Um, but I feel like, like we're not too far from a point where AirPods achieve that goal or AirPods or other similar headphones like this achieve that goal of being more an always on passive accessory as opposed yeah. to something that you uh, deliberately take on and take I off. I don't know, but how uh, how yeah. urgently do you have to listen to music, podcast, or answer a phone call? In a well, I think sports it's less, stadium. <laughs> no, yeah, again, that's not super useful, but something like uh, the Hey Siri stuff can be more useful, having yeah. that always listening assistant. You know, not everybody, phones can be in pockets, watches might not be up to your mouth kind of thing, which you kind of need with, with uh, yeah. Siri on the watch. So I just feel like I, I don't, don't see many people using Siri in the first place. Yeah. No, that that is fair. Um <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, but, I do. Like, I do see it. Get there. Get yeah. annoying Siri answers in even more situations. I know. Yay. I just found it strange. I don't know. It seems a bit rude, and also I don't know. I think uh, again. I guess many people just hold their phone all the time, so it might be equivalent to that. I don't know. I just feel like it's yeah, this passive thing that you keep in your ears. And you know how rude people looked. You, you remember those days when like business people keep kept on having. Um, like a wireless, um, what do you call that? Bluetooth headset. Yeah, Bluetooth headset. That's like, if people walked around wearing that and being like expected to answer a phone call that quickly, they seemed like quite strange people. I feel like you, they, mm-hmm. they, they, were, they were seen as people who wanted to look like they were busy. 
Mm-hmm. No, I get that. And I always anxious, yeah. always waiting for something. Yeah, always a bit stressed. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a great thing to do. And realistically, they don't have to answer the phone that soon. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just don't get in important phone calls. But you can just pick up your phone or pick up the headphones and put them in when someone calls you, right? Oh, sir. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what people are doing. People <laughs> that same weird, could be man. said for... Um, the Apple Watch, you know, why can't you just pick up your phone? Do you need something that's silently buzzing you on the wrist? Like, it's a fair argument. You you don't need it, but it is a nice to have thing. Convenient. I would still works. be annoyed if I yeah. would be with a friend who constantly checks their watch, you know? Yeah. I just feel like... But, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it can, it can still be rude. Like, it's but, not... But I'm also... Maybe, maybe people just don't like the people they hang out with. And they're happy when someone distracts uh, their wrist every now and then. Mm. It's <laughs> like, you know... If you have shitty friends, well, at least your watch is oh. consistent. Okay, just took a very dark turn. Uh, <laughs> I think the I think the moral of this discussion is that people should just get better friends. Yeah. Moving on. Um, what are we moving on to? Oh. Um, yeah, I guess I guess we should talk at least a little bit about the Pixel Four. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm um, not, yeah. It is. It is interesting, and I mean, to me, it is the most interesting phone that's on iphone at the moment i agree i always thought that the pixel in general looked quite nice and i felt like if i wanted an android phone i would probably go with a pixel mm. and now i think this year it's even neater and i think the smaller phone is not having and like all of them have face id now none of them have a big forehead or a big shin um with the with the home button so that's nice. You mean all of them have like face unlock? Yeah, all of them have and face they unlock have and huge th- chin and, and like they have no, huge bezels huge. anyways. No, I mean not in comparison to what the previous Pixel had. That's that's the thing I didn't like about the um, Pixel Three. Uh, the small Pixel Three was just having a huge um, huge bezels around. Yeah, yeah, but the uh, Pixel Three XL at least had a more modern looking uh, display. While now all of them like XL or normal sized, mm. uh, both have huge forehead and, and chin. See, is it really that big? No, I have and to it's look. asymmetric. It's like the top one is bigger than the bottom. And it's fine. And most people probably don't care. And I probably wouldn't care after using it for a while. But it's definitely uh, different different design priorities to to Apple's design priorities. Okay, I'm just trying to look at it, but when I'm looking at the Pixel 4 website, um, there is no picture with the front fa- of the actual screen with that's having a, like a light background. All of them have like a dark. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely more they're proud definitely of the tra- back than yeah, they are of the front. Yeah, they're trying to obscure the the um, the bezels of it. But yeah, overall, I think it's like the nicer Pixel compared to any other ones and i think they are it's it's great to see some more competition to the iphone um yeah i i still wouldn't buy it because i in general do like ios and i also in general that's the thing right um realistically none of us will buy an android phone anytime soon no. like there would have to be years of android phones consistently beating Apple's See, it, but, devices in almost yeah. every way, including, you know, also like it's, all the it's ecosystem also not, stuff. Yeah, it's also not just about Pixel being better. I think it would be, for me, it would require Apple to do pretty bad on the iPhone front. Like if the next iPhone 
is having clear flaws that might convince. I mean, it, no matter what, right? The diff is important. How much better is is the Pixel phone over an iPhone for it to be worth it? Yeah, like that could achieved either by the Pixel Five being like out of the world better. Let's mm. say it has like the the pictures are always perfect. Battery life is twelve days. Um, uh, Google Pay is making everything free. You'd swap to that in a second, right? Yeah. Just because the gap now is huge. Yeah. Uh, or if Apple would release phones that are just horrendously terrible, they they I don't know the glass fractures whenever you touch this, you touch it. You would also be like, all right, I go with a phone that doesn't cut my fingers open. But as long Jesus. as the kind of what I know terrible I'm, scenario. I know I'm just going through like very extremes yeah, because the yeah, point is really. the div is the important. How much better is one phone o- over the other? Yeah. And at the moment, I feel like all those phones are kind of trotting along. Like the Pixel Four is nice and a decent upgrade over the Pixel Three. The iPhone 11 Pro is a decent upgrade over the um, the iPhone 10s. Mm. But they're all like phones are just getting better, but they're not like extremely different in in a lot of ways like both cameras are good now like if you like ultra wide you want an iphone 11 pro if you don't care about that and you want android you go with the other one right it's it just it feels like the operating system and the software is what makes a lot of that but let's say google's assistant would now all of a sudden make another like leapfrog improvement and serious day siri maybe at some point that becomes such a killer feature of the phone like for for Zach's uh, scenario, right, where you have like your headphones always there, powered by your phone, and all of a sudden Google Assistant literally answers all the questions you have, and it almost mm. becomes your number one interface with the internet and with your phone and those kind of things. That could be some direction that we that we're going in, right? Yeah, yeah. And at that point, you might be like, okay, I'd rather have the brick in my pocket. Doesn't matter anyways, because my interface is voice or whatever the another mm. interface would be, mm-hmm. where you're like, all right, now it starts to make sense to at least consider going in that direction. Yeah, yeah, I see that. So, but would Google be the assistant that you would want for something like this? I mean, Google's assistant overall, I mean, we have both of them at home, right? And it's, it's con- like, even, even for pricing or resolution, we asked the other day for the... I think the MacBook Air screen resolution. Um, Google could answer that question, and the HomePod couldn't, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is kind of ridiculous. Yep. <laughs> that Google yep. is better at answering questions about Apple's own products yep. than than the HomePod. It's just I don't know. It, it just kind of underlined know, it's, how it's how how big the difference in the knowledge graph is. Yep. Like I I would still say that the HomePod is better at picking up your voice in the first place mm. and. And kind of, uh, I guess, response time, which is probably because it usually responds, I can't help you with that. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but you can definitely see how, how they drift apart quite significantly and more more every, every other month. Like every other month, it feels like uh, the Google Assistant is, is improving and Siri is stagnating. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't necessarily yeah, yeah. need it no, to I'm be I'm just Google, curious so. because I think many people are slightly against Google as a company having information about you or listening to things that you're saying, um, just because they are controlling a lot of uh, advertisement. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't sure if something like Google would be a good fit for that or if 
the fact that it is Google providing it would make you stay away from. I'm 100% okay with uh, Google knowing that I'm curious about the MacBook Air screen yeah. resolution. How are you feeling about that, Zach? If this would, if this imaginary scenario that Kai is saying with like the Google Assistant being so good that you can just wear headphones all the time so you don't really need to interact with your phone. Is that something that you would be interested in? Yeah, I mostly agree with everything that we just said about like uh, considering a world in which a move to pixel and, and the google ecosystem would be feasible but i think i think it really does it does have to be significantly mm-hmm. better in a lot of ways it, it can't just be either on par with a few extra niceties or a little bit better like it, it, there really has to be some some things that i just i mean like we, we use google services right now i mean we're, we're using it for our podcast we use google docs like i think but but the the privacy thing does factor into the trade off, whether that be financial or or feature um, thing. And and mm-hmm. at some point, things do get so good that it makes a lot of sense. And um, you know, uh, there are reasons to to consider it. Um, but yeah, if if things were so good that I don't know if it could do, you know, if it enabled a whole bunch of of things, and I can't I can't even really think of a good example right now. But if there was something that was so compelling, then yeah, I would, would absolutely consider it. Um, but if there, like I said, if there was something that, you know, it just it does it a little bit better than iOS. You know, it can answer eighty percent mm-hmm. of queries mm-hmm. instead of sixty. Like I don't know if that's no, no, kind no. of enough. Even though because a lot of a lot of uh, the services things that Google does. They're better. They're unquestionably better. Mm-hmm. Um, not everything is better, but there's always a trade-off with the Google um, side of things. I did also just want to make a quick comment on uh, Google hardware in general. So, it's purely anecdotal, but uh, a lot of the the friends I know who've had uh, Pixels or before that, the Nexus phones throughout the years, there seems to be a thing with these phones where they cannot last more than two years. <laughs> Um, yeah. So yep. across this-, uh, this, this is like I said, it's anecdotal, but across three friends who've had like four pixels and nexuses, but nexi between them, uh, <laughs> they've all broken. Um, and I is think I don't think any of them lasted uh, two years. Is it usually the battery breaking for them? No, it's it's not the battery. It's okay. um, it's like massive hardware problems where they stop turning on. Oh. Or hmm. um, but also like um, will 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 power off randomly. It's like it's like a fundamental hardware failure. It's not um. Yeah, it's not anything that's like consistent or I don't know. But also to be fair to to those models, the Pixel 3 was the first phone actually made by Google. Before that it was mm-hmm. like HTC yeah. or or yeah. I think LG like okay. for yep. the Nexus devices and even mm-hmm. the Pixel was it Pixel 2? Was still HTC I think or LG either way. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think so. Pixel 3 and Pixel 4 now so those and the Pixel 3a they're the mm-hmm. first devices actually designed uh, and I mean, manufactured by Foxconn, like everything, but at least Google being in charge of, Wait, of the device. What did you say? Manufactured by Foxconn. Fox. Oh, oh, as in the fact the factory. Yeah. Foxconn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. That is um, true. But yeah, the Google don't make the um, repair process very easy, and they're not very good about covering those things. So that it, it like that, again, that is something that factors in because. Mm. I, I always had said that if I would buy an Android phone, it would be a Pixel, it wouldn't be a Samsung. But um, more recently, that's something that I've been thinking about. It's like, well, if I did go down that path, uh, I kind of want something that's reliable and something that I know. So, something that I know if it goes something goes wrong with it, I can hopefully get it fixed fairly easily. And the solution isn't to buy a new phone. So 
I don't know, just something else to consider with on the the hypothetical of upgrading phones or up, or switching phones mm-hmm. to a, a Pixel. Um, but they are they are, they are cool looking phones and they're they're very capable. Mm. Um, still but, pretty happy in iOS land though. Yeah, but also interesting things like um, pricing. Like pricing for the Pixel is now actually higher than the iPhone 11. Yeah, which <laughs> I, I don't know why I feel like that is unjustifiable because it's unjustifiable for Apple in the first place. But for some reason, I feel what do you mean? like it's it's so expensive of a phone. And for some reason, I always I mean, the 11 it. is not that expensive. Oh, no, 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 that's true. It's just that I feel like I always see an Android as a cheaper version if you don't want to buy an iPhone. That's that's more where I'm getting with this. And for some reason, I'm like, this is outrageous. An Android phone that costs the same as, as the iPhone, which is not really justifiable. I don't know why I have this attitude, but for some reason, I feel like it's strange to see an Android phone at that price point. Mm. Um, yeah, but I, I, I think realistically, the, the Pixel 4 kind of competes with both right it competes with the 11 and the 11 pro yeah and yeah. even against 11 it's it's pretty tough because camera is kind of on on par yeah in, in yeah. almost all scenarios i've seen so far battery yeah. life is actually way better on the 11 um, yeah apart from filming i think it would also be is isn't filming better on the iphone 11 yeah well? that's true like you can yeah. have 4k 60 on on the yeah like yeah. if moving picture is what you care about then you know then the iphone is the only option anyways yeah um so i feel like it's it's also like this year in particular is is quite interesting from a uh sales standpoint just because the pixel 4 is more expensive the battery is really short and apple lowered the prices quite significantly um with the 11 series so this is also and i'm i'd be curious to see how many of those sell i also wonder how many non-tech people um are how how easy it is for for other people to switch between pixel and iphone because i sometimes hear people saying i just bought my first android phone it's like okay how how was the switch i was like well it's just like an assistant thing and now i'm switched (laughs) it seems to be less so you say from if they've moved from ios to android from ios to android and back Mm -hmm. like i've seen people doing that every every few years Mm -hmm. like this year i like this phone Uh, and then four years later they like the other phone okay but it seems to be less of a a thing for for some people than i expected it to be okay what Um, makes you think it's less of a thing no, just because based on the, those few people that I was talking to that just buy phones based on what phone they're like every Oh, sorry, your years. point is that it seems like people don't stick to one platform. N- not in general, but I've seen people that are less technical that just buy whatever phone. Yeah. See, when, I, when their renewals come up, they buy yeah. whatever phone. Seems to be the most interesting to them without caring about the software that's running on it. Yeah, it's more like that's sort of how I used to, how I used to do it before I got... A smartphone. I yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, so I wonder. I feel like some people just still have that mindset, like whatever phone they like, they will go ahead and get. Mm. Um, but yeah, you're right. It is surprising that people do move that, do, do are making that switch because many people, especially people who are bigger fans of Apple, tend to think it's a big step to move over. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, one thing that, I yeah one thing I think people I, I think some people might not really know what the software difference what, what means by moving to Android from iOS I think some people might expect you to still be able to access all the same apps and all those things um, so and it, to a large extent that is kind of true mm-hmm. like you, you know if you, you download your Twitter you download your Facebook yeah you're yeah. still good if you're using very 
mainstream apps, mm. you you might be okay. Mm. But also, like, I don't know, uh, if, if you already use a lot of Google services on your phone, let's say you use Google Photos, Google Maps, you know, those kind of things just yeah. come Google Chrome. right across. There's you so many people who use Google Chrome on their phones. Have you guys seen this? Yeah, it's weird. What's the reason for this? Zach, what, which browser are you using? Safari, of course, the one true browser. <laughs> so why do people... In, in general, like on, on Mac too, like I get lots of comments about that yeah, at work. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. Why wouldn't I use Safari? Like, I don't do web dev. I don't have a need for Chrome's better web dev tools. And even then, Safari's are actually okay. Like, I've done some web dev recently for uni and Safari does the job. Um, yeah, no, nah, I don't know. Like, mm. it's weird. I, I think people think Chrome is better. Um, and then, like, I guess if you, you're using Chrome on the desktop and you like bookmark sync and history sync, it makes sense kind of mm. to use it on your phone. But in general, I think if you have a Mac and you're an everyday person, like, a, like say, a uni mm. student, why wouldn't you use Safari? Like, from my perspective... Feature-wise, they're basically the same. Yeah, um, yeah. And and so with Safari, you get some nicer built-in security things. You know, you don't sign into Google on a on a web page and you're signed in at a browser level. Like that's kind of creepy. Um, <laughs> but then there's also the the aspect of Safari is just unquestionably better when it comes to battery life. Mm-hmm. And so if you're, I mean, looking at it from like the people I interact with, students' perspective, why wouldn't you use Safari? You all have laptops. Um, don't you want to maximize your battery life? Like, there's there's the one one thing. thing that uh I disagree with, and that's sometimes Safari the renderer just fails, like it it crashes in the background or it's getting stuck, and now websites do no longer load. And I know what to do in those situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, worst case, you relaunch Safari. Um, but I think a lot of people at that point are like, all right, I go with the browser that loads websites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that is that is a big problem that Safari had for a long time. That at some point, I mean, I do also have a crazy amount of tabs. And also Safari's default being, uh, if you launch Safari, to not reopen Windows from last session. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then people, if, if your it's, Safari doesn't load something, you want to restart it and all your tabs are gone. Not is that Chrome's great. default to restart everything? Or reopen all oh, the... I tried to dodge that question. I don't know. <laughs> let's check it. Let, let's do a real-time follow-up. Um, but I think that those are the kind of things that that drive. I'm people. not closing Safari, so if one of you want to do that, go. Oh for no, it. no, Safari is no, definitely Safari, uh, Safari. I know how that works. Oh, you're yeah. testing Chrome. Uh, yeah. Okay. But I think those kind of things uh, is what gets people to to switch because it's like, hey, this doesn't work. Someone tells me Chrome Chrome is is good. You try it out, nothing nothing flaky happening, and you're fine. And you know, bad battery life, we care about. Uh, most people would care about, but they might not necessarily understand how that that's related. Real time follow up. So uh, when I quit it uh, without changing any settings, uh, all of my tabs are closed by default when okay. I restart. But I, I just think like the the kind of WebKit crashing behavior that's like for me yeah, that's the yeah, number that, one that reason adds to, to, to quit problem. Safari, and that's yeah. just ludicrous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, no, I see that. I understand that. And yeah, if, if, if that's a common problem that's happening, then that can be frustrating. I know. Have, have, have you two had that? Maybe it's a Kai problem. I assume it's a Kai problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, it has actually not happened to me. I don't okay. really know what you're talking about, to be honest. Um, what exactly is the problem? <laughs> I, know, I know. I see that your computer, that your Safari windows are frozen and they're not reloading, but I don't really know how you get yourself into that situation i don't know I, this has never happened to me sometimes my safari is just in a weird state where i open a new tab 
and I paste like a URL or something in, hit return, and it tries to load a previous tab's URL, and then it kind of gets all flaky. Like in the different the tab, it reloads. Yeah, it's something weird yeah. going on there. Yeah, no, it hasn't happened to me. No, right. it's probably Zach. Problem. Any problems with that? No, not really. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm well, sorry. Kai problem maybe? Yeah, yeah. Could have interrupted me 20 minutes ago, but that's Well, okay. I mean, your problem is still real for you, so I don't, it's, it's I don't a valid wanna... concern if that's yeah. why you I just would, you assumed know, using everyone Chrome. has that. <laughs> so I was like It's of... broken for me, it's broken for everyone. <laughs> yeah. That's of, how it works. Of course people move to Chrome because uh websites don't load. <laughs> it's but like, apparently yeah, that's yeah. that's uh, not the case. Uh, I retract everything. Cool. Well, oh, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, one last thing I want to talk about with the uh, with the Pixel. Um, did you see that they have a um, radar chip in the uh, in the phone in the front next to the camera? A radar chip. Yep. Um, no, I didn't see this. Yeah, so that's a that's a chip that Google added to. They described it as a halo around your phone that. Can oh. Oh, yeah, I know, I know of the picture. I didn't realize they have a separate chip for that. Yeah, I yeah, thought that was just using the Face ID camera. No, no, it's it's actually a radar chip. Okay. Um, and it's used for, I think, two things at the moment. One is it primes the camera as soon as your hand comes close to hmm. make unlock really fast. When you say primes the camera, you mean that it basically starts everything up? It fires up. everything up, yeah. yeah. Um, we can also talk about how it doesn't detect whether your eyes are open or not. Um, and uh, the second feature is if you happen to have a music app open and you wipe, swipe your hand over the phone, it goes backwards and forwards. This is something you would do uh, intentionally, though. You make it sound like this is a bug. This is a feature. No, no, this this is a feature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A so-called feature. Um, yeah, so this seems yeah. cool in theory, I think, but I heard it's well, not... Didn't Samsung try this about seven years ago? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, with the oh. Galaxy S3 but or that was something. Different. Like that was, that was phone. just a ludicrous feature when it was... If you look away from the screen, you, your video pauses, oh, yeah, which is I just that. super that was ridiculous. It, yeah. That was so weird. Mm. I'm sorry. Maybe people love this feature, but no, I think no that one does. seems it's very I remember convenient. the ads for that it's with people eating useless. ribs with their hands. And they were waving over their phone to answer phone calls. <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't believe how stupid it was. Yeah. And it is an American ad. <laughs> and right, I, yeah. I totally like chips and phones that make the phone better without you knowing why. Right? That That is kind of cool. Like the thing where it unlocks super fast because it actually fires up the camera before you grab the phone. That's cool. Not necessarily an advertisement feature to me. Like like the, the swiping with to to go back and forth through your music library just makes no sense to me. Um, Why not? When am I ever in a situation where I can totally swipe over my phone but not hit next? It's just, I, I don't see a use case when I would ever want to do that. Mm. Like, you, your screen needs to be on, right? You can't just not you have need, it on. Do you need to do it with your hand? <laughs> Could you do it with your nose or something? Yeah, because I see a use case. <laughs> <Because> that <laughs> is way more useful. <laughs> but see, in that situation, I'd be using Siri. Uh, yeah, it's just I don't I don't really see like when hands when, when can my hands ever be within five centimeters of the phone, but not within like 
zero centimeters of the phone. I don't see when that would ever be the case. See, the problem might be here that we don't know how an Android phone works. How, uh, how <laughs> it's like easy, how easy is it? like a 18-button combination to switch songs, <laughs> you mean? And they no, finally I mean, like, is there a music player and buttons to skip and like yeah, to sure. change the music of on course. the lock screen? Yeah, they're, they're normal music player, as you would expect. Okay, well, then I don't understand yeah. what this is used for. But I and do see the proximity sensors, and they do also have a feature. They're using this feature in a similar way for um, alarms. So if you have an alarm going up yeah. and you want to stop it and your phone gets closer, it will already start to get more silent. And I think that seems pretty convenient. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Either... I just feel like this is a difficult feature to advertise because it feels gimmicky. Um, but I also wonder if there's more to come and whether it's like a thing... Like Apple has the U1 chip in their devices... But they didn't even talk about it on stage because they know it's not... They don't have... I mean, the AirPlay gimmick, but they don't have the, the real feature that they built this for you available yet. And they'll talk about it when 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 they're ready with the software for that feature. I wonder if that's what happened to the Pixel? Because I don't think they put that much effort into a project and putting a radar chip inside your phone mm-hmm. so you can swipe flakily swipe, swipe your music back and forth. And have a lot like your alarm getting quiet. Like I don't know. Yeah, it could just be a gimmick thing. Um, what did they have? Didn't they have the squeeze functionality before? That you can they squeeze? still have that. Yeah, that seemed weird. I but mean, that's at least useful that. because you have some kind of way of triggering your assistant. <laughs> I mean, really that's a, more yeah. useful than <laughs> I mean, squeeze for assistant. Yeah. Great marketing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, I I just thought that was that was a bit weird to have a hardware ship in there that is what I, I I at least assume maybe I'm wrong but I assumed will be used for something that we don't know yet yeah maybe but them talking about it as if this is what they had intended but maybe it's just what I they mean intended. it could also just be that uh, maybe you're onto something and it could just be that they wanted to use it for something because otherwise people would find it and they would question why it's there yeah but you know that's what Apple did they're like there's more to come, but this is what we're doing now. But they didn't talk about it on stage forever, saying, look, you can now point at your 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 friend's airport uh, um, uh, and airdrop things to them. You're talking yeah. about the U1 chip? The U1 chip, yeah. Yeah. You and know, so Apple... many people were wondering what was going on there. Sure, but that's they okay. They didn't mention you know, U1. That's, that's a just... different situation. You can, you can totally have a chip in there. Yeah. And you're saying, look, there's more to come. Anyway, should we do picks? Because we have to record two episodes today. Sure, let's do it. And we already really stretched out those Google News to to get to an hour. <laughs> We're now cup of pixel. No. All right, picks. Who wants to go first? You can start, Zach. Sure. Okay, so this is... Uh, my pick is is a new app by Apple. It's a Mac OS app. It's called Mac Transporter. Kind of replaces Mac OS. Yeah, Mac OS. Kind of replaces the old application loader. So this is like a half PSA, half pick. Um, <laughs> because turns out people didn't realize it launched anyway. Um, yeah. So app. Uh, so Transporter is is their new tool, which launched on the uh, Mac App Store like a week and a bit ago. Um, basically, just allows you to take an exported. Uh, iOS, I guess, macOS app binary uh, and upload it to App Store Connect. Um, yeah, it replaces, replaces application loader. You can still do the upload from Xcode itself, which is if I'm doing it manually, that's my preferred way. Um, but I think Transporter helps for um, uh, command line stuff as well um, or like automatic um, build 
uploading and mm-hmm. things like that for what do you call it ci services mm-hmm. um yeah so anyway it's pretty cool um i don't have much to say about it like i've used it and it works it's kind of it's like application loader except application loader kind of reset itself every time you use it i think this has more of i haven't used it enough to like properly understand how it's meant to work but i think this has more of an understanding of the apps that you have uploaded and sort of keeps a history of your uploads inside of the transporter app which is quite neat um it's something like that i could be a bit wrong there but yeah a little bit uh a little bit nicer than application loader, but it, it essentially does the same thing. So, kind of cool. Um, but yeah, if you're an iOS dev and you frequently upload builds, should probably check it out. Um, yeah, that's me. Cool. Should I go next? Sure, go for sure. it. Sure. All right. Next on the notes. Um, it is mostly uh, to kind of fit in with the Google Stadia announcement. And um, my pick this week is Shadow.Tech, which is a cloud computing service. Instead of fair way of describing it, cloud game, cloud gaming service, right? Yeah, it's kind of cloud gaming. So the idea is, uh, you sign up and uh, you get a gaming computer uh, that you can remotely connect to and play from your local machine. So if you happen to have a Mac that's kind of underpowered, but you would like to play the latest games, uh, you can just spin up one of those instances, connect with a client, and then play games And in whatever way you want. You can either use your mouse and keyboard or connect a game controller and, and play as if it would run on your local machine. Hmm. Um, obviously, uh, considering that it goes through a network, there is some kind of uh, lag and latency that is uh, added to that. But um, if you're close enough to the service, that is, I'd say for most games, there are probably some when you're like, but, uh, yeah, you also require think- incredibly fast reaction yeah. time that where where you might think, all right, like if you want to play, I don't know, competitive multiplayer games, uh, it might not be the right thing. But if you just want to play a game uh, that you want to play for a while, but you've been using a Mac and couldn't play any of those games because usually none of the games that one would want to play come out for the Mac. Uh, or Apple not releasing Macs that are capable of playing games in the first place, um, then yep. that is... Uh, I found that to be a very decent alternative. So I mm-hmm. actually uh, played Portal 2 on that. Woo-hoo, Portal 2! Um, I, I started a while ago, but never finished it. And it's it's a great game. Mm. Uh, could be another pick. Um, so <laughs> I, I finished the entire game on that, and it was, it was fine. And it was... Canada isn't even officially supported because they themselves say it's too far away. So my 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 ping to that server was twenty two milliseconds. So officially it's not supported, but it was definitely very very playable um, for something like Portal, which is already first person and requires I'd say a relatively fast uh, um, response time, but not not like a like a shooter or something. Do you know what ping you got? Yeah, twenty three milliseconds ish. So in that in that ballpark, but either way, I, I I finished the entire game, everything on max settings on 4K, and it worked it worked really really well. It was kind of uh, fun to be able to to play a game that I plan to play for a while, uh, and finally have like a a way of playing it. Officially um, supported, um, like as I said, uh, Canada isn't officially supported, but it does work. Uh, Is 4K supported officially? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you get a computer. You actually have to install everything yourself. Oh, so okay, you have okay. to you have to so, bring the games. You have to okay. install whatever. Like if if you bought a game on Steam, you have to install Steam on it. Oh, oh it, sorry, I forgot about that because you, I use other services where yeah. everything comes pre-installed. Yeah, so you you literally when you when you click your machine, you land on the desktop. Mm. So it is literally a virtual machine. It's not really a virtual game machine. It's just 
Specialized for gaming. Yeah, it's specialized for gaming. And the hardware is for gaming. And like all the latency stuff is optimized for for gaming, but mm. you literally have to install all the parts yourself. So it's definitely higher maintenance because you have to install Steam, you have to log in, you have to download the game, and then you have to uh, configure all the graphics settings yourself. It is it is like having having a computer that you configure whatever way you want. But after doing all of that, in my experience, it was really uh, reliable, fast, and and kind of. Uh, fun and from a technological standpoint also fun mm. and the officially uh, supported places are france belgium luxembourg germany united kingdom a whole bunch of states in the u.s and switzerland yeah uh, and i know it sounds like it's a bit of a setup but realistically if you would want to have a good gaming pc you would require a bit, fair bit of setup anyways way more than that i yeah. mean this was pushing a button installing steam and hitting play it's not it's not that much effort but it's more effort than uh, like playing a game on your Mac because yeah. you have to install this this kind of the client and then also install like a way of playing the games and then actually pl- like playing the games. So there is definitely you have to play the games. <laughs> yeah, I know that's that's the <laughs> Jeez, most that's uh, exhausting step, but yeah. <laughs> but it's definitely there are there are more steps, but I mean I don't think people uh are will be overwhelmed with uh the requirements. It's still overall relatively straightforward but it's it's more involved than than like launching a game console yeah but it allows you to play whatever you want on whatever platform you want and it's uh 10 months uh 10 10 days for 10 dollars and if you want to subscribe per month i think it's 35 us um but i also add a uh referral link to show notes a full disclaimer that adds 10 dollars to to my uh to my account and uh, removes ten dollars from from whoever uses the link for their first full month. I'm not sure if I will continue to subscribe. Depends kind of on what what Stadia does <laughs> and how much time I realistically will have to play games. I wanted to play Portal. That's what I signed up for. Um, I don't know if I will keep keep using it in the future. But um, for for that kind of one game that i wanted to play that i didn't really have a good way of playing because it wouldn't work on on catalina because it was 32 bit the mac client uh this was a good good workaround to still being able to to play the game mm-hmm. mm. yeah. cool sounds good um so i'm gonna pick next and i'm gonna pick a um charity or a initiative i guess um so i am picking many people probably heard about it it's called uh, team trees trees Woo-hoo. <laughs> we like trees <laughs> we do like trees um so this was an initiative that was started by uh, mr beast which is a youtuber um so this guy was um his youtube channel reached uh, 20 million subscribers um and his um, that's a lot of subscribers subscribers it's a lot of subscribers yeah what does mr beast do um he's giving out money for free to people on the on the street <laughs> well that's an easy way of getting <laughs> 20 million subscribers well he he is i think he's originally from like um i think he's originally s- stunt philanthropist what youtuber's favorite stunt philanthropist i'm not really sure what oh, is it mean. like you you give stuff to people and you film it and then yeah you, exactly exactly like you're giving much. like i don't know five thousand dollars to a homeless person kind of yeah thing? yeah exactly exactly okay. that's pretty much what he's doing um 
and he's filming that and seeing their reactions. Mm. Um, and he did reach um, 20 million subscribers. And his um, subscribers suggested that he should plant 20 million trees. Um, so from that, he started um, a partnership or he basically went reached out to other YouTubers to um, start this uh, thing called uh, Team Trees. Um, which is basically a lot of YouTubers going together uh, to get people to donate money to um in order to plant 20 million trees um so they are hoping to raise um 20 million dollars uh, because one dollar gives them one tree um so they're actually gonna and once they reach that they're actually gonna start planting the trees uh, they're hoping to reach this by january 1st 2020 and then they're gonna start planting the trees um so it's pretty tight to raise $20 million, but I think this seems like a good cause and I would encourage people to do it. I think it's great to see so many people coming together and really trying to, um, like move this initiative forward. And I, yeah, I think it's, it's something that the idea behind it is that they want to help, um, prevent global warming uh, by planting those trees and they're going to do it in like different places uh, for example Mark Rober put up a video um where he posted he posted a video about um trees that had um wildfire uh, forests that had wildfires in them before and he talked about how they could actually replant that forest to to make uh, the forest grow a lot quicker um so those type of things um or things that they want to do. So they want and to it's also, they're not actually trees. going to plant trees themselves. They're working with uh, Arbor Day Foundation NGO that actually does the tree yes. planting. Yes. And they actually have experience planting trees. It's not some weird yeah. YouTuber who's like, well, yeah, how does no. one now plant 20 no. million trees? So I think that was where it, where it started. I think Mr. Beast tried planting trees himself with his friends. And they realized quite quickly that they are not going to be able to plant all of them themselves. It's a lot of trees. That's a lot of trees, yeah. Um, I think they reached a few hundred when they did it over a day. But overall, that's going to take really long to plant. So they are going to um, partner up in order to do it. Um and yeah, I think it's a it's a great initiative. Uh, I watched it, I watched a video from Mark Rober, who is a previous NASA engineer who is doing all those science and Apple and Apple engineer who is doing all those uh, science projects and making YouTube videos out of them. And he's a really really cool YouTuber. And uh, overall, like really, his videos are always very thoughtful. I guess like they're very interesting and very positive and yeah. Sneaking in a second pick here. I know. What's think, going yeah, on? Yeah. Uh, no, I just think like if people also want to hear a bit more about the project, like I think it's good to go to that YouTube channel to see a bit more. Uh, we'll put that in. We'll also put Mr. Beat's YouTube channel in. Um, and obviously... 25 link. million subscribers. A that link. a lot of people. Yeah. We'll also put a link in the show notes to Team Trees where people can go and donate. And yeah. It's a good cause. It's the planet. So you guys should go. And everyone should it's, go there. It's mostly humanity. It's mostly humanity. The planet yeah, will the planet, be fine. The planet might be fine. It's a rock uh, that floats through space. The yeah. rock doesn't need any plants or humans or creatures on it. Yeah, that's true. But, but for the sake of humanity, you guys should go and donate money uh, to plant trees. And But I think... Uh, Mark Rober is also very explicit with it that this is not going to cure climate change, but it's a step in the right direction. Um, so if you have any other things that you want to do for preventing climate change or fighting climate change, I think people should do that as well. But at least donating a couple of dollars to plant trees um, is a good start. Okay. Go and plant trees, people. Woo!
<laughs> well, I actually want to say uh, this is completely going to get lost just because uh, people are busy planting trees. But I also wanted to say <laughs> that this is our 17th episode, 70th episode, and that's a pretty big number. Um, and <laughs> a lot of episodes. If you mm. if if you like those episodes, and we hope that everyone enjoys it, and if you enjoy it, um, please go and give us uh, five stars on iTunes or send us a message saying hi on Twitter. <laughs> Um, we we like engagements. So. Or send us a million dollars. <laughs> or plant some trees. Or plant some trees. That's fine too. 